Yo, what up, what up? From Hypebeast Radio, I'm Manny, and this is Mike Line, a show that looks to discover the origin story of your favorite artist or major player in the music industry. We ask the questions that you have always wanted to get answered, and you never know who may pop by. Don't forget, we migrated into separate shows on Hypebeast Radio, so you have to individually subscribe to the shows you want to listen to. Search and subscribe to HBR Show, Business of Hype, and Mike Line, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Do it now so you don't miss any episodes. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. For this episode of Mike Line, we talk to A Boogie with the Hoodie about consistency, doubters, the King of New York title, and more. Welcome to Mike Line. All right, so I'm happy to have one of New York's brightest stars. I'm going to let him introduce himself. The big New York star, man. What's up, man? And yo, it's A Boogie with the hoodie here. What's good, man? What's going on? Nice. I guess, you know what's crazy? I guess let's start from there because I li- this has happened two, three weeks ago. I was having dinner with a bunch of people. They're all in the music industry, writers, whatever, um, figures, whatever. And um, the topic was New York right now. And um, it was pitched. It was like, not pitched. It was said, yo... As far as superstar level or star level, a bookie right now you can argue is the biggest star in um, New York right now, and it was like an argument between like what's a star, what's a superstar, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I guess I want to hear from your take first off. What do you think is the difference between a star and a superstar in your opinion? Well, first of all, everybody got their own opinion, mm-hmm. and I guess it like, it all depends on how you look at it. Like in my eyes, I see it already, mm-hmm. so it's, it could be a person that don't see it yet. So I can't blame him for not seeing it yet. He might not be a star in his eyes yet, but a nigga next to him a star in his eyes for me, or her eyes for me, like, pause, but <laughs> that's what I'm headed for right now, weekend status. And I think what's interesting is because it was all New York people, and so New York New York fans are interesting because they judge yeah. harder on their own people than everybody else. They criticize like a <laughs> motherfucker. So I'd be like, yo, like, if you go on Billboard right now on the, on the Billboard 100, he legit has three to four songs right now charting. So that to me tells me like this isn't just like some this isn't some fluke. This is this guy is a star. Facts. How has your life because it's been what three it's been three years since since artists. Yeah, it's three years now, yeah, man. Valentine's Day. I remember it I remember it dropping. So now to see you with like with all the accolades and the plaques and the hits. What has life been over these last three years? Man, my life just gotten way better. and I feel like I'm the same person. Still. I ain't going to say I feel like I'm the same person still. So that's why it's like I'm, I humble myself every day. I keep the same people around me, make sure the same positive energy. I wake up with it every day for me and go to the studio. I work hard every day. I don't, I don't try to enjoy myself too much yet because I feel like it ain't my time yet to do that. I feel like it's going to be a time in my life that's going to be way better than this. I, I know it. I ain't going to say I feel like I, I know it. So I'm just patient for that, and then that's when I'm going to go crazy. It got to be hard, I guess, to, like, to taper your, ex, I guess, your um, your exuberance, where, like, you see all these things happening, yet you're like, mm, just hold on, pull back, because you're not there yet. Yeah. How do you how do you practice that? It ain't even practice. Uh, it's in me. Like, that's who I am. I, I can't even change that. If I try. Definitely people who look at your story, I think one thing that is really evident is that you have you have been the same. You literally have the same people around you. Yeah. For, and you have, you wanted to like, I guess this is a weird, low-key superstars of this generation. Like the last four, three years, you have created a sound, especially for for New York, that's it's becoming 
the sound of New York. And not just New York, but just in general with the sound that's happening. What should, where did that come from? Was that something that you was instilled to you when you was a kid? That's something that was like um, you got you got learned from? Man, shout out to everybody that inspired my sound. Shout out to Max B. Shout out to Lauren Hill. Shout out to 50 Cent on his melody on his melody vibes, you know. Yeah, man, the legends. I guess I'm asking is what has what can you credit your Humilities with was that something that was taught to you from your like from your older homies some from from somebody was that something that's um that just you just saw people around you like look that's the key to success you need to separate yourself from the artist you need to be separate from the artist than from a boogie yeah I would say a lot of people in the game like older has like it's like mentors to me like speaking of fifty I just said him in the other shit. Man, 50 gave me his hour talk when I first met him. And since then, I already knew he was a person that could for me chop it up with. Same way um, Fat Joe and I'm like, Percy for me, Percy and Fat Joe like this. And, and Percy for my block, so you already know how that go. Do uh, do rappers have mentors? Is that like a common thing? Or is that something that some people do, some people don't? I don't even call it a mentor because it could be a thousand people. It, it could be people that don't like to talk to one person all the time and listen to one person, so you got to go around getting advice from hey, 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 hey. And then there's some people that just got that chain of thought that they already know what's going on and they understand anything, you know? How do you stay consistent? Because I feel like that's your greatest attribute. You consist, like, every project you know that's a banger. Every project you know you're at least you're going, for, you're going for your hits. Yeah, stay in that gym. Stay in that gym shooting all day. Or I'm tired as hell right now, man. But it's going to be worth it, though, at the end of the day. Hoodie season was worth it for me. So I'm going to keep on doing that until I got no more left in me. How many songs do you record, like, on a general, in a week, on a general basis? On a good week, I give you a 25 clip. I gave you 25 clip on a good week. Mm. But on a bad week, I give you two songs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the fact that you do record, I think that's something that's interesting because... Um, it's volume, you know, it's like, I'm just going to, like, this is, it's like a basketball. It's like you shoot a thousand, five thousand, five thousand shots. So you can make sure when it's game time, it's just muscle memory. Exactly. That's all it is. Like, just like if you wake up and stretch every day, you're going to feel young forever. Mm. I don't do that shit though. I'm about to start (laughs) doing that shit. My my grandpa told me that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool that you do treat your gym like it is a like you do treat this re- recording studio like it is a gym. Like yeah. you end there, you put the time in. It's like, all right, I'm gonna work on this melody for a bit. And it's like you gotta experiment and have fun while you're experimenting too. You gotta experiment your voice and just try a lot of stupid stuff. Cause that stupid stuff lead into for me the best things ever. What do you think is a song that you made that you would have never thought you you'd make if it wasn't for you trying out new things? Look back at it. I never would have tried a Michael Jackson sample. Nobody ever would try that because it's like, damn, I can't clear this. I ain't even going to try that. But when I tried it, I'm just thinking and like on some, just some fan shit. Like, damn, I like I like this song. I'm going to try it, see how it sounds. Put a little preview, man. I'm like, nah, I got to clear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the reaction like when you get that record? Is it, is it like, oh, shit. Is it just like the room is like. It feels good. Like, it, it feels right. It's not no reaction where that, yo, that's a, that's a crazy song. It's, it's a. It's a good feeling song, you know, even though it's not just talking about good things. It's like you, the way it sounds, it's a good feeling song. And then when you hear Michael Jackson reference, it's like you can't you can't beat that right there. How difficult was it to like, I guess, declare? Was it like, man, I got to hit them up every day? Yeah, I was stressing over that. 
<laughs> Real shit, bro. I was stressing. It took me a whole like nine months to clear that. And it became a hit. It became one of the biggest songs of the year so far. Well, I'm glad it still did its thing too. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of follow up, so I ain't worried about nothing, man. It's interesting to see like the just the growth from like just the process from artist to hoodie season. It's like I just feel like you're one of the artists that people always I guess doubt you. I just like especially in New York Grand Sing, people they're looking for a huge personality and that's just not you. You're just like That's not what music is. Like, exactly. Music ain't a person music is a sound vibration when you get that people don't even like music like that though to be saying that like that's the older generation shit i like music like that though i really sit down and listen to words and try to relate to people's stories and all that because sometimes listening to myself it's not enough i already know where i get everything from sometimes hearing it from another point of view is fire i was just want to ask because since you've been consistently dropping music over these last three years how do you find an inspiration on other things to talk about or just other sounds to, to try out you know, people ask me that all the time, and it's it's a thing where I don't I don't try too hard. I don't think about it too hard. When you when you sit down in front of the mic and you about to make a song, you can't think like, what the fuck am I about to say? You can never think that. That's the last thing supposed to be on your mind before you record a song. Like, what am I gonna say? You all, your mind, like literally, it thinks all day. You, I can't stop talking in my head for some reason, you know. So when I'm in front of the booth, why not just let it all out, no matter what it is? Because you don't gotta put it out. Just say it though. You never know what happens. That's why I say some of the crazy shit sometimes. Word. Yeah. Imagine you in the booth and imagine I guess a song comes on and you you knock out a song. Do you immediately be like, I'm gonna work on this or just like give me another beat? I just, I'm gonna hear something different. Yeah, I run through them quick, but when I like them, I go back to them. Like I made like six references in the in the studio yesterday. Right now I'm gonna go on the car and I'm listening to all six of them right now. If I feel like one bumping, I'm gonna go right back to that. Mm. And I'm going to finish that and make it what it is. That's, you know, your worth ethic sounds like it's really, really intense. It's just something that's like, this, is, this isn't this is a game for you. This is like, yo. I don't treat it too serious, though. When I'm like in the process, sometimes it depends. If there's a lot of people in the studio, it depends on what type of song I'm making. Or it depends if I'm making love songs. My friends in the studio, I tell them to clear real quick. I'm making a street record. I tell them stay in the room. Give me for me. Mm. Light up some, light up some weed, and put some motivation, some street motivation in the air. This is like you prop. It doesn't feel like work because you're having, you're doing what you love. You're having fun. Yeah, I'm doing what I love, and once I stop having fun with it, I feel like I don't even want to do it no more. Work because I got other things to do with money. Now for me, I got this. I, this is just opportunity right here. If you don't really like the music, I feel like well, I like the music. That's why I'm gonna still do it. So going back to the conversation I was having before, so. I felt a way just as a, like, I don't know, as a music lover and just understanding and just also as a journalist and understanding what the time is and just being streaming, I felt a disservice to you because when people were making headlines of just like, this is the number one album, but with the lowest sales, I'm just like, it's so 47 equivalent. To look at it and just point out the physical and use that as like the crux of a story, it just felt weird and just like, all right, I'm going to just make news because... I can. When you see that, like, are you frustrated? Are you do you laugh at that? Do you be like, fuck y'all? Do you do, do you even care? I, I just notice things like uh, and write things down. I don't. I always like I said, positive energy is me, and I I learned that that's gonna keep me good forever, good spirit forever. Cause if I see something and it bothers me, it don't bother me no more. Cause it's like I got too much going on in my life. I mean, little things like that. And little people writing little comments, DM me, little stuff like that don't bother me no more. I look at it, I notice it, I write it down, boom, it's dead. That's it. Yeah, because I'm just like, you can't become number one on the Billboard um, 200 
even though three non consecutive weeks, that's still that's a feat that most people never do. Yeah, like only five people this year they said that that like me, Cardi, Drake, two other people did that this year, and it's it's crazy because I feel like, for example, matter of fact, let me say something. Or like like Ariana Grande, right? Well, shout out to her. She just dropped her album, so she's went crazy too. Um, she's the type of person, right, that don't got no type of gimmicks, but she can still do certain stuff. Where it's like for me, like she she kind of like me in a grow in a more growth way, and and that's the type of shit that I want to stick to forever. Like I'm, I feel, I forgot what I was. Gonna- <laughs> And uh, I guess we were saying using the references is that someone who's able to just make music and just grow as that rather than versus like, I guess, a uh, personality. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, music takes you a long way if you really, really good at it. Mm. People with the good personalities, if you notice, their music ain't that good. (laughs) (laughs) Which is facts. I I swear to God, I'm not I'm not even that cocky and I could like literally tell you my music is better than the majority of people in this era right now because I really put that work into it. A lot of people just put that image over the music and or I'd rather the music over the image. Which goes back to your consistency like this putty season looks like it's gonna go gold again and maybe even bigger. It just went gold matter of fact. Yeah. When it go um two days ago I think a few days ago. And that'd be your third project going gold. And then just like, if you look at all the music you've been through, like all these songs, views, numbers, and it's not just a numbers thing. I guess, do you care about the numbers or you just like, I just, I'm just making music and then whatever happens, happens. I care about the numbers, yeah. I care about the numbers, care about the trophies, cause it's like, what am I, what else am I doing this for too? I'm doing this for a lot of things, but that's, I count that as one of the things I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for trophies and, Feel me, history. This is history right here. Word. Do you look at the Grammys as something you want to get, or something that's like that's like a, a check mark? Like that's the next. That's what that's on the list. So do you just like if it happens, it happens? Nah, I want more than one Grammy. Mm. <laughs> I want one enough. It's like saying I want a million dollars. You get a million dollars, and what you done with your life now? For me, I want another Grammy after that. Another one. Another one. I ain't stopping. I got a lot of songs in the cut. I just got to strategize the way I drop down. Because <laughs> now, because people are like, well, I guess we'll go right off to the, to the music is that Artist 2.0. It's um It's been three years of like officially on February 14th. And so I guess everybody's now like, where's that? Where's that? But then hoodie season is still, that shit is still buzzing. Oh, yeah. So like when, as an artist, when do you look to, when do you know when? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question right there. You don't really know when. You just gotta have that right feeling. <laughs> I feel like it's all about that gut feeling in the artist, not the label, not the um, not the manager, not not the assistant. It's all in the artist. If an artist feel like my fans is is they they want this right now, the artist keep to say, I right, I'm gonna let them wait a little longer and strategize a little more, or artists can listen to for me a label plan or something too, and go go deeper with it and wait another year to drop. So you have gotten bigger. I seen you more now in the press. I seen you more now in places that like way beyond the Bronx, like in Paris. Do you be in awe when you're like, oh, I'm in Paris Fashion Week. Like I'm sitting next to some of the biggest designers ever. I didn't even know I was sitting next to it. That was the crazy part about it. <laughs> That's Fashion Week. <laughs> Where I could have been sitting next to billionaires. I would never even knew. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like experiencing that as an artist? Is it just like, oh, shit, this is just another day? Especially for the first time, it's crazy because I'm from a whole nother world. Mm-hmm. 
I like seeing new things like that. Like, I mean, shout out to Big, um, Jay Balvin too and Mike and Mary. That's who I was um, kicking it out when I was out there. Mm. And they was trying to type showing me around. And the fashion world is crazy because I'm into really, really designing clothes myself. But I'm not going to say I design clothes. I like the whole art of that shit for me. Yeah. Right. Is there artists that you haven't recorded with that you want to record with? Yeah. <laughs> who, are those, who are those artists? I still, I just, um, I just sent Future a song, trying to see what's good. That's that's one. Future, Drake, Adele, people like that right now. I only want to do a song with, cause I did this, I did a lot of features and shit. Like, I feel like it ain't, it ain't a waste of time. But for me, it's a waste of time right now, cause I learned that I got to be a little more selfish. Somebody told me I'm too, too like. Give it, much, yeah, yeah. give it too much sauce. Yeah, give it too much away. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess why do you feel that? Did you feel that you may be stretching yourself thin, or you may be like, look, not people deserve to have a feature from a boogie. Not even that. You gotta learn from the um game, really. Mm-hmm. And you gotta like sometimes like a person won't want to do, a person won't do a song with you at a moment. You gotta realize why they ain't do it. In the future, will, you will understand. You just can't panic. You just gotta work, focus on yourself. Mm. That's where that selfish shit come in, like. I'm I'm kind of more selfish when it comes to this shit for me. Mm-hmm. You're now at a point where like you're no longer a rookie. You're kind of like, all right, you're not a veteran, but you're like, I've been in the league for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Do you now have people come to you for advice? I the, the new cast of New York artists. You got yeah. Smokey. You got other artists that's coming out. Um. Lil T J. Like uh, he's another kid from uh, from New York. You have artists coming out to you, be like, "Hey, like, um, what's some advice for this?" Yeah, artists come up to me all the time in New York. Um, ever since I came up, really, mm. it started all three years ago, and I wasn't even that loud because New York ain't had that much opportunity out here, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm the biggest opportunity here. Mm-hmm. So of course I run by all those artists, and they and they like, they tell me their story. Some of them be a little nervous. Some of them don't know how to react to shit, but. I seen it all, and I just be looking at myself a lot when I see these artists because I've been through that same process and that same stage where either you could fuck up or you could go through with it. Is the title King of New York a thing that's still relevant, I guess, a part of artists your age or younger? Or is that just something like, all right, um, whatever? I'm going to let Tom tell by itself, but right as of right now, I am New York, I feel like. Mm. I mean, I am New York. I mean, it's good to say that, and it's nothing wrong with saying that either just because you're an artist, so like, why not say, yeah, I'm I'm really good. Um, I'm OD good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people probably think niggas be writing my shit too a little bit because this album sound a little different. Nobody wrote none of that shit. Mm. I wrote that shit. I ain't even write that shit. I spit that shit over the brain in the studio in the booth. <laughs> or and you punching and you punching and fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to talk about the video of you playing basketball <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, my crossover spin move, step back, <laughs> jump shot. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it was really good. I was like, oh, the dude, uh, he got handled for real, for real. I was like, okay, all right. How often do you ball when you're on tour? And who's the I best in high bridge? Man, I ain't balling so damn long. <laughs> That was just something like, damn, let me see what's going on. Highbridge is all about basketball. That's how, that's where we came from, really, basketball. Yeah. But then you already know basketball in the streets don't really mix too good. Mm-hmm. We all got, like, kind of twisted up in the middle age for me. With your team specifically, who you, who you, who's the best? Uh, I feel like my man Mel mm-hmm. or Juju. Juju, um, right now, he's killing right now, my little man. Mm-hmm. I feel like, he, nah, matter of fact, Juju would kill Mel. Over the last, I want to say, 
uh, a couple of months, it's been more and more, more and more visible that where artists want to get together or on tour or festivals, they play a game of basketball or whatnot. Yeah. Who do you think overall is one of the better ones? If you'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, of course, Quavo, everybody talk about, oh, yeah, Quavo can play. But who would you say, like, oh, he's actually pretty good? I think, I think, um, Chris Brown type nice. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. Hey, he nice. Cause I don't know if I don't know if he better than. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't really see Quavo play. Mm-hmm. I saw him shoot the ball before on Instagram, but I never seen like him play. in the game. Yeah. I ain't really watched. I think he was on the um the, the celebrity All Star mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I ain't get to watch that. I was in Australia. I think I don't know where I was at. <laughs> How was Australia? Australia was crazy, man. Whole other side of the world. Whole lot of different things, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Is there a place that you like? Damn, like I can't believe I'm over here. Like this is how this is where music took me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, when I saw bats and they said the bats is like pigeons out there, <laughs> nah, it kind of shook me a little bit. But I was like, nah, this is different. Seeing uh, I saw a Tasmanian devil, I'm like, fuck, it's yeah. crazy. Kangaroos out there, more a different life. Nice, nice, nice. And then the last question is, um, if you had to give someone advice, a younger person advice, what would that one advice would you give them? Watch what advice you take from who you take it. Nice, nice. Thank you, man. Appreciate this. Are right, you ready, bro? That's today's episode of Mike Line, and thanks for tuning in. You can listen to more episodes of Mike Line and keep up with everything Hypebeast Radio at hypebeast.com slash radio. Subscribe to Mike Line on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts on. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at ECM underscore LP and follow Hypebeast Music for more original content and music news. Let us know who you like to have on the show, and thank you for listening to Mike Line.